Welcome to this edition of the Luke Winstall Show. Guest is a four-star number 150 prospect in the class of 2023, listed as an athlete out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Micah Tease, thank you for joining me on the show. How are you doing today? No problem, no problem. I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Doing great. Thank you. Really excited to have you on today. Excited to be here. First off, you have had quite the summer. You've gone from unranked on a lot of the national recruiting services to as high as number 150 on 24-7 sports. Take us through your summer and this blow-up for you and the different moments that you've had through June and July. Blow-up, it actually started in about June. I ended up going to a Notre Dame camp. And after the Notre Dame camp, I ended up getting the offer. And so from there, it was just like all the eyes, all the colleges that had been looking at me, they just decided to pull the trigger as well. So it's been a it's been a crazy summer, I could say. What did you do at that Notre Dame camp that all of a sudden convinced everybody from Notre Dame to Florida to Oklahoma and on to pull that trigger? At the Notre Dame camp, I, um, I started as a receiver and then I migrated my way to the DB. And so I had just switched base basically reps i just went alternate when db1 rep and then went receiver one another rep and just saw, uh, show how versatile i was and they pretty much liked that now i talked to the coaching staff and they said they want to offer me that's great okay well now for a little bit of backstory on you how would you take us through your process of getting to be this high level recruit going up through the ranks in football to where you are today um, it's definitely been a grind because every coming in my freshman year at, at my school, it's always been an expectation. Everybody saw it in me that I was going to be a top recruit, but it's really just been a grind because especially coming from last year, I had broke my collarbone. So I broke my collarbone, I want to say about game three. So I basically missed a whole entire season. And so from January all the way up until now, it was just a grinding period. And so pretty much now it's just, it's not no longer a dream. It's pretty much reality now. It's just crazy. What's the recovery process like for an athlete like you that's broken a collarbone and having to come back and get into the mix in terms of recruiting? It's really just a mental game because the physical part, of course, is going to be straining, and that's that's probably the easiest part. But the whole stressful part is probably the mental game. It's just telling myself every day, like, come on, we got to keep going, we got to keep going. So that was probably the most challenging part. But, like, the whole entire process just consists of seven days a week, a nonstop, continuous grind to get stronger. And stronger before you uh, before you were when you first broke it. So that's the process. I think it makes it even more impressive for you to be getting all these offers and coming off a season where you only played three games. So yeah. how, how does that sit in your head when you say, oh, man, I only played three. What would happen if I played 10 or if I played a full year? For me, it just sits as that's good, but I haven't done anything yet. That's my whole motto. I haven't done anything yet. So it's just... We're not being satisfied. We're not getting self-complacent. Like We still got a grind to do. What drives you to have that motto and that mentality? What honestly drives me, I can say, is just self-motivation. Like I just tell myself I'm not going to stop until I get all, all the way on top. And really until I get to the NFL, too. Because when I get to the NFL, that's when the grind really starts to continue and kick up even more. So until I get there, there's no, there's no stop. Well, with this rapid ascent, I'm curious from your perspective on the side of being a student, being a student athlete overall, going through this ascent, or how do you approach it mentally from all of this attention comes at you in this two-month span, and here you are, all of a sudden, your status has gotten to be really big time across the country? I mean, I take it all in, and I just really just try to take it one day at a time and not try to overdo myself in the process. 
that's really how I take it because I know if I could take it all in at once and just, you know, just overdo too much, I can, you know, hurt myself or, you know, I can harm myself so in a bad way. So that's why I just, just kind of just take it all in one day at a time. Well, my final question for you on this summer, you've taken the enormous leap in the rankings, four star up to 150 overall, like I mentioned. What goes through your head when you hear things like that? You know, the stars, is just, it's really a blessing to want to be ranked in the top in a country as the top player, but also just take it in, you know, take it for what it is, but still that continuous ground, like that's not where we're stopping. You know, we still want to aim for a five star. We still, you know, want to aim for number one. So that's where I'm coming from, the number one spot. I've seen a big part of your support system is with your brother, and you've come up through football with him. He went and played at Oklahoma at the college level. So how would you describe your experience coming up through football and being so tight with him as you've described to people previously? My whole football experience has been looking up to him. So every rep, I would try to mimic his rep, you know? So my whole football experience has been looking up to him and, he would be telling me like how pretty much I was going to be next up and how he I was going to do more than him. But it's just crazy how it's all unfolded now because he wasn't a big time crew coming out of high school. So the way that it's unfolded now is just all, it's just coming true, really. He's been quoted saying some stuff of like, he always knew and people around you always knew that you would be big time. And you mentioned it there as well. What do you think that they were seeing in you from a young age or a younger age that has translated to this success now? Well, always, I've always been, like, the go-to guy in any sports-type situation, like, as far as football, I've always been the go-to guy. I was always the kid that they need a first down, they need a touchdown, I'll always be that guy. And I was always not, like, I guess I was always the one that put the team on my back, kind of. So, like, that's how I was always looked at, and that's how it just really just carried into middle school and now into, like, high school with all these athletes around me, like Gentry and Jordan. It's just... It's just really we've all been those type of guys, but now all this in one setting is just it's just kind of just we all have to take our own play and play our role, really. I've heard that there's a story of when Lincoln Riley put your brother on scholarship at Oklahoma. Around that time, he told you that he thought you're big for a 13-year-old, and he said, oh, I'll be after you one day. That day came in June. Is that a true story? Yes, yes, that's actually true. Before Miles, before he got to Coach Riley's office, we had got there, I want to say, like 45 minutes to an hour before. And we were just talking. He was talking to me because that was my first time actually meeting him. And I was pretty – I could say I was a big kid. I've always been a big kid. So I was pretty big for a 13-year-old. And he told me himself, well, I'll be coming after you one day. And when he called in June, it was just like a dream come true kind of. Yeah. Did he remember that moment or have you mentioned it to him? Well, I didn't mention it to him, but my family, we spoke about it uh, when we all celebrated the offer. But I don't, I don't think I mentioned it to him. Yeah, I was going to say, when Oklahoma offered, what were the emotions and the reaction like from your family that's already got the ties to that program? For my family, it was emotional because it's kind of close to my, my family's heart, especially with the University of Oklahoma is good for my brother and my family also. So it was kind of very close. To, it hit very close to home. But yeah, it, it hit very close to home. I can say that. Very close to home. That's great. Well, now when we turn on the tape and get a look at you on the field, you've told me that you're an athlete, so you could go either way, and you've done that at Notre Dame, proving your skill set there. When you self-scout and evaluate, what do you think are some of the strengths that you possess that have helped you stand out and get these offers lately? Well, one thing I can say, because I don't have a lot of DB film, but as far as like receiver, I'm more of a, uh, a what we consider like a yak 
receiver, yards after catch, uh, possession receiver, uh, speed, IQ, and other and other like re- good receiver qualities. I just can't like really name off the top of my head, but I think that's what I can show. But this year, I'll be definitely showing my other side on the uh, other side of the ball type skills too. Yeah, what do you think we should expect from you in terms of the position split? How much DB, how much receiver are you going to have, you think, this upcoming year? It'll be half and half because I'll be starting on both sides of the ball, so it'll be kind of half and half. Okay, and then when you look at yourself on the DB side, even though you don't have much tape, what do you think mm-hmm. is uh, some pros and some good parts of your game there? One thing I can say, I have a, a good patience, ball skills uh, for playing receivers, so I have good ball skills. And then I have good cover skills, too, whether that's a zone or it's man-to-man. When you look at players above you in terms of collegiate or the NFL, maybe, is there anyone that you think you might compare to or your style might be a little similar to? As far as receiver, I could say Julio Jones. That's what I try to mimic my game after. And as far as, like, DB, as far as size, I could definitely say try to be J.C. Horn. Yeah, J.C. Horn. Yeah, good picks for sure. All right. Well, now I'm curious about outside of football. What are some things and hobbies that you like to pursue? So outside of football, I like to hang with friends, uh, fish, uh, spend time with family. I tend to play the game from here and there. I like to volunteer places. I definitely like to volunteer places. And I really just like to help around as uh, many people as I can. When you volunteer, what causes do you like to support? So, actually, we uh, sometimes we'll go to homeless shelters. Sometimes we'll help around, like, the community with, like, little needs as a um, rebuilding or, or, you know, some type of uh, community development. Volunteering, helping my my Little League uh, team that I play with, help volunteering the uh, younger groups. And um, also help volunteering, like, other players that's in need for, like, advice or some type of, like, guidance. That's great. Well... Now we'll go into a little bit of rapid fire here. I've mm-hmm. got a deck of cards. There's a question on the back of each one, so I'll shuffle them up, and we'll see what we get here at random. Mm-hmm. First up, what characteristic would you say that you're most known for by people that know you well? Joy, um, friendly, and a people's person. And what do you think influenced or inspired you to be and become that type of person? I get it from my mom. My mom, she's she we're really the same person. So we're both enjoyable, enjoyable person, people persons. You know, not too hard to talk to, ask us anything. So I get it from my mom. Okay, that's cool. Second up, what is your most treasured possession? My most treasured possession? I can definitely say my shoes. I'm a sneakerhead. Ah, uh, okay. How many pairs of shoes do you have? Um, it's not a lot where I can count, but I just never counted, but I can definitely say my Jordans. Right now, I clear stock, because I, I do this thing where I clear stock, and I, uh, right now, I just bought in two pairs so far, and I'm about to bring in the third. Awesome. Okay, what kind of Jordans do you have? Right now, I just brought in uh, the Georgetown 3s, the Michigan 5s, and I'm going to bring in the Pine Green 1s. Uh, oh, okay. Nice, nice. Next up, when you think about success, what comes into your mind? When I think about success, self-made uh, billionaire, actually, that's that's what I can think of. That, yeah, that's pretty much what I can think of, self-made billionaire. After football, do you have some potential business ambitions? Yes, uh, I 
want to either pursue as a, a sports analyst or open my own pharmacy. Okay. I can see analyst for a football player, but pharmacy is a little unique, I think. So why why would you like that? Well, I work in a pharmacy now where I'm a cashier. And I've actually been working since like last summer. And I've developed like some, I, I guess I could say a soft spot in my heart for a pharmacy because it's, you know, you're helping people. It's not too hard when you learn it. And it's definitely something I can see myself doing like after football. Okay. Nice. What would you say is next up your greatest achievement? My greatest achievement? To this point. To this point, I could say where I am now, not giving up. Because when I broke my collarbone, it was times in doubt when I thought about giving up. And I could say, definitely say that's my greatest achievement right now was me not giving up from September all the way up until uh, August, me not giving up. What got you through that time and kept you from giving up? Really, my family being around me and helping me stay mentally strong and my teammates helping me stay mentally strong because it was it was really more mind over matter. The physical part I could deal with, but the, the mind games, it was kind of hard, so I could definitely say my teammates and my family helped me get through it. Well, to finish out, what are you most excited about right now? This upcoming season. What excites you most when you think about what's coming up in the fall? The team that we have now, this is a team that can take the uh, state championship. So that's what I'm really excited about. All right. And then a follow-up for you. I think I've seen, did you have a game on ESPN in the past? Yes. Okay. What game was it that you were on ESPN? The Bigsby game. Bigsby game. Okay. And was that this past season? Yes. Okay. I thought so. All right, so in that game this past season on ESPN, with more and more of these high school games getting brought on TV and more attention being brought to the recruits and the high school game on that national TV level, how would you describe that experience of being on ESPN and having a high school game there? It's more nerve-wracking than anything because usually your games are not on ESPN. Like, they don't air those games every day. So it's more nerve-wracking than anything. But, I mean, for me... It really it was just another game, but also nerves around it, too. Just it being on ESPN and us playing Bigsby, so. I understand that. Okay. How does the vibe or the environment around the team before, during, after a game change when you've got that high-level coverage? Really, it's just a pumped-up vibe, but at the same time, um, a chill vibe, trying to calm everybody's nerves down and not psych everybody up to thinking it's just a whole different type of game when it's really just another game. So definitely like a, a chill, a chill, chill vibe. Okay. Well, Micah, that's all the questions I had for you. Thank you for your time today. Oh, no problem, no problem. Thank you for having me.